When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Y'all ready? Welcome, this is Michael Collier's world. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. Probably dressed to the nuts. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times, this ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your burger, out to dinner, on your job, in your car, turn it up and just remember. Michael Collier. Michael talks to everybody. Michael Collier. Michael talks to everybody. We are back. That's your boy, Michael Kelly, world famous, world renowned, often talked about, and Michael talked to everybody. Hey, y'all, today's episode, I'm very excited. My friend, Step Stewart, is, man, so many different things. He's an artist. He is a actor, a poet, a vocalist. He can sing his face off. He could dance like it ain't nobody's business. Choreographer, producer, director. He probably makes his own apple butter. He do all of it. When it comes to film, when it comes to television, it comes to theater, this man is a master craftsman. He's been doing this thing for a minute. And i tell you a quick little story. I, I'm a song and dance man myself. Now, that's a lot. I ain't never been a song and dance man, but I've always done theater. Even as a kid, I did theater. And I ran into Step Stewart on a cruise ship. And he said, I got a play for you. And I said, really? A play? I love being a play. He said, but you have to sing a dance. I said, no, I don't. 
I don't sing or dance. He said, no, you're going to do both of them in this play. Came to my house, showed me a basic time step, got me started. Before I know it, he had me down in Atlanta with four guys behind me dancing just like we was in a real Broadway show. It's off the chain. And I'll tell you the truth. It is what encouraged me to go ahead and do my one-man show. It got me back into the field and believe that I could hold my own on a theatrical stage. I love you and I'm, I'm owing to you, my friend. Get your hands together for the wonderful, get the little stubby fingers together for the wonderful Step Stewart. Yeah, boy. Welcome, welcome, and welcome, King. How are you? Thank you, sir. I am awesome. I am great. I am excited to be here. Thank you, man. You have you have such a great body of work. The things you've done off the chain. Tell me like three, three of your favorite things. Some of you you've even done or that you're doing right now, because I know you're putting together a show right now. Yes. Um, three of my favorite things. That's a great question. Um, producing a soulful Christmas, which is uh here in Atlanta. What's that? It is a musical that is uh all black cast. And mm -hmm. with the story of two wonderful kids who get a trip back in time via a magic watch. And mm. it's basically a soundtrack to our holidays um, with, the, with all of the great music. So that's, that's number one, probably. Um, number two, the fact um, my most people know me as the dance fitness person from the Dr. Oz television show. That's and right. That's, that's where right. most people saw me, and and but I'd been around before that, but that I did that, and I love doing that as well. And I have this amazing summer camp um, called Camp Spotlight, which mm. has eight, ages seven to seventeen, where I introduce young people to the theater, and they go on and become great things. I our slogan is where they arrive as kids but leave as stars. I have a kid right now who is in Los Angeles in rehearsal for The Lion King. He just got The Lion King. He's a young Simba. What? His name, yes, his name is What's Mason name? Lawson. Mason Lawson. Yay, Mason. He's 10 years old. He's about to open on the national tour. He is in rehearsal in Los Angeles right now. So I, I, I assume in maybe two weeks, he'll be opening uh, as young Simba. Because you know they opt out as they get older. The kids grow older; they have to get a new new kid. Exactly. In. So I'm really excited. And he started with me at Camp Spotlight, and he was also in my Motown Motor City Review as Young Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder. Come and on. And he was also in A Soulful Christmas. So yes, we're doing it. We've got my Boykin girls. There are four young ladies uh, who now sing country, and they are. Why do you call them just, Boykin? Boykin. That, the girls. last name is Boy Boykins. That's the okay, the Boykin thing. girls. There's four. All right, go Boykin, ahead. Yes, and they are beautiful. Four beautiful girls from the age of 15 to 21, and they came up through Camp Spotlight since they were little kids, and now they were just on the Kelly Clarkson show, and uh, Shania, Twain, Shania Twain came on and invited them to perform with her in Nashville. So they were just on Entertainment Tonight last weekend as well. So they're blowing up their coins now as the mm. Black Girls of Country Music. All right, let me ask you this. How many shows do you would you say you have created from the ground up? You pulled together 11. people and everything. 11, 11 shows. Yes. You look pretty young. I've done 11 shows. I am. And you, <laughs> okay, all right. So out of these shows, first of all, before, because I want to go from the beginning, how do you build a show and put it together? But which was the most difficult? A Soulful Christmas. 
Really? I can say that very because and you that didn't was think about that, it. Yeah, no, I didn't have to think about it. It took a it took um months of rehearsal because I okay. was just getting my feet wet with the talent down here in Atlanta. I didn't know right. what we had. I had to find what we had and teach them how to be theatrical. They could sing their face off, but how to be theatrical, how to create characters. That's what I had to do with them. And I loved that process. And I got to know them a little bit. And um, and we watched the show go from more people on stage than in the audience to being sold out <laughs> in July. So, nice. So it takes years and people don't understand it. Now, why, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you want to put on a show. Good luck to you. <laughs> it is not easy. If you want to do this in this business, you better love it and be willing to take all the hits. And but I don't want to ruin what you want me to say. Well, no, I think I think it's OK to give people a, a little, you know, beware that you come in. I know yeah. a lot of people have jobs and you say, man, how you do that? And you say, don't people say, don't. Or they say, oh, man, you do it. But it's rough. Well, it's OK to give a meter, a meter of it. But how rough could it be since you've been doing it your whole life? Yes, and I and I'm not saying don't do it. I'm definitely saying do it if you believe it. But you're saying there's work involved. There's work involved. Please do it. Please do that. You have to put in the work, but you have mm -hmm. to also have to believe when the when the times get rough, and when it's it's just like anything else. When no one's knocking at your door, you still have to you still have to be there with the door open. You still have to be holding it open with a smile, saying nobody's coming in, but I'm sure they're going to come in soon. That's what the attitude you've got to have. Get uh, to. A lot of people, yeah, they want to they say, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money because everyone's going to love this show. Not necessarily. And there's a thing, look at COVID, what, did, what it did to our industry. You right. know, it stopped everyone. You know, we had to come up with other means and other ways to make a dollar. Um, mm -hmm. So because people weren't coming, they weren't allowed to come. Uh, we were, they were prohibited to come. So, uh, so that must I, have hit y'all hard. You, it must have hit hard enough people couldn't come to the theaters because that was where the money was for you guys. That is correct. And the fact that we are on stage together very close, as you know, in within a show, breathing, singing, projecting spit and and all of those sorts of things. Right, right. It, it was very scary for a lot of people. And some people actually left the business. They left. That was enough for them. That was their their way to say to take a, a final bow. Um, but not me. I absolutely love this business. I wouldn't have it any other way. I tell people the first way to begin your show is to make three phone calls. Okay, three you phone calls. You want to do a show. The, the first phone call is to someone that you trust and you or you know, and you say, I have an idea. I want to do this. Okay, the second phone call is now that what they say is relative. Whether they say, that's a great idea. Whether they say, I'm not sure, but you got to believe in your heart. But at least you put it out there, right? right? The second phone call is to the venue or to whom it may concern. Is this possible? Do your research. Mm -hmm. Is this possible? Am I barking up the wrong tree? Has this been done before? Is it worth doing? Is there a place that can, I can, where is there a place where I can do it? So you call that and you find out once, the, once it's available. Once you get that phone call over with, it's time for that third phone call, which is to tell people where to be and, and who, who you're casting and how it's going to happen. And that's it. Now, as far as how you're going to pay for it, that's, that's irrelevant at the time because the idea has to be created. 
the, it has to get on stage. It has to be done. Okay. Um, a successful. Sh- a, I'm sorry. A successful show mm-hmm. is to have one per- is to have one person show up and pay for a ticket. That's success. That's all you need for it to be a successful show. Because not is. for me. Really- I'm gonna need more than that. I know you I'm are. not calling man <laughs> successful if just one person showed up. In fact, I'm 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 gonna kill myself. <laughs> no, and I don't joke about suicide, people. That was just uh, something I had to throw in there. But no, okay. So what I want to do is we got. Let's see. We already got the the inspiration. We already reached out and told people we're gonna do it. Now, how do you take it and pull it together? Like I do a morning show, and I have to put it together. So I know I need who my casting is. I know what the message is we want to put out there, what the overall story is. And I pull those elements together by getting them come on their phone and, and go to stream yard, knowing that they're going to wait for their time spot. And how do you piece by piece, how you put together a show? And let's go with your hardest show. Let's go with the one you said had the most difficulties. Yes. I have to, I have to find the most talented people I know and put them in my circle into that space because I want it to sound the best that it can possibly sound and the best it can look. And I'm going to put the work in with those people and I'm going to, to put them through whatever it takes to get that product. I've gotten different. I've, I've gotten uh, away from some things that I used to do because I don't have to do them that way anymore. Mm-hmm. But for the person starting out, you need to find a talented cast. And you also need some other opinions to know that it's actually, you know, worthy. Now, I haven't heard anybody say that before. That I like. I haven't heard anybody say that. You got to get somebody else's opinion. You can't just decide that this show you put together is brilliant and you ain't showed nobody. You ain't asked nobody else. You could be the emperor with the new clothes. That's what, that is correct. And I could say, you know what, Steph, this really is not hitting. And, I, and the, you know, now I'm not saying that everybody else's opinion is better than yours because yours, if it's, if it's created from you, you have a vision. If you have a vision, now, I've made mistakes. I have made mistakes. And I've gone back and revamped my vision. Right. Because I, I said, you know what? I want to take it a different direction. And then, voila, that was it. That was, that was, it was that way with my first off-Broadway show called Red Hot Broadway. And that kind of flexibility is good. But also, isn't it equally important that you stick with your belief? So if you put a show together called This Is The Show, even if you show it to some people and say, nah, I ain't feeling that, don't you still have to say, no, nah, this is the show. I'm going to make this work. Like they got the new movie coming out about Nike and how they came up with the shoe for um the Air, Air Jordan. It's a documentary and it's off the chain, right? It's a movie and it's off the chain. And the first thing they saying is, well, who who's the shoe going to be built for? Uh, Michael Jordan. Well, I've never heard of it. What do you want to call it? Uh, Air Mike. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling that. That's what he said. And to this day, that's the most expensive and the biggest shoe out there. Most The most selling shoe ever is that particular shoe because that guy selling it was driving. He said, no, 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 trust me. Go with me on this one. It's going to happen. So sometimes, how important is that, that you stick with your artistic vision? And I love that you asked that because um, people told me after A Soulful Christmas, uh, after what they saw that it, they thought what they were seeing was not successful, to think of something else to do. To say, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe you just did this, you know, this was good to try and, and don't put all your money in it and all that sort of thing. So we're going to touch, touch on that in a second. Wow. But 
I did stick by my guns. I did stick by my guns. I said, we're going to do it again next year. I believe people will follow. It's a great story. It's a, it's a family story. They're going to eat and drink this up. And I was right. I was right in the end. Was I scared? Sure. But my thing is I had other streams of income and I don't care if I had to work at Applebee's, if I had to do teach a thousand dance classes, I was going to pay the people back or not pay them back, pay the people that I owed for doing the show. Because the people who did my show the first year got $30. Each? They got $30 each. Wow. And that was just the principal characters. Wow. And so the other people are, didn't get nothing. Nothing. They got, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And you. craft services? Craft services? No, we didn't. No, no snacks? Theater doesn't have craft services. Theater does not have craft services. That theater don't have, they don't have a snack table? They don't have a snack table? No, no, that's because you come in as a star, Michael. That's when you come in to do theater. We make sure that you're fed. Those other oh. broads don't get to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they go get, ahead. <laughs> they got to eat cotton balls and hot sauce to fit in that costume. <laughs> so, but no. <laughs> So when it comes time for um, finance, the first rule of producing theater is do not use your own money. Thank you. But I don't know who, but I don't know who wrote that book. It must have been a white person because black people don't always get the money given to them or dedicated to them or allocated for them. So therefore, and within this theater, I made my own money and used my own money, believed enough that I was going to make my money back as I look out at my pool in my backyard. Come on, somebody. You know, Tyler Perry did the same thing. Exact yes, same he thing. He used his yes, own yes. money. He had to do what he could with what he had. He believed it. He believed it. And that it's mm -hmm. so cliche. People say, you got to believe, you got to believe. But they keep saying it because it's true. You know, it's the non-believer in us that allows, it's that devil on your shoulder that mm -hmm. keeps telling you, you can't do it. And it's so real and so true. But once you do believe it, you realize that it is real. You know, when I was a kid, I used to always, my favorite show was Bewitched. So okay. I watched Bewitched. And I, all I wanted to do was twitch my nose and make I was going to ask you. Say, I was going to ask you, could you do it? Can you do the nose twitch? <laughs> no, that's a chin. That's a chin twitch. Okay, go ahead. No, it's, it, it's, and actually it was not her nose. It was actually the top or upper lip. That's what it was, oh, actually. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a bewitch connoisseur. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's all it's all about. Um, I wanted magic powers. Okay. God for magic powers, and I said I want magic powers all as a kid. And it wasn't until I was an adult, maybe five years ago, that I realized my wish was granted. My magic is in my craft. I can take practically nothing and turn it into something beautiful, something wow. exciting, something um, I can write a lyric that will make you feel something. That's magic. I can mm. make a, I can choreograph a piece where people go, wow, and they're standing on their feet and, and make the dancer feel like they just gave their all. That's magic. So you do know how to twitch your nose after all. I do. I do. Mm. I do have a few incantations in my spell. Well, look, when we come back, we're going to go A, B, C, D, what do we do? We're going to start, like you said, with the cast. I don't ask you how do you find a good cast. I mean, to say, Joe, you got to get yourself a good cast, that's pretty general. But I want to know how do you get a good cast? And then what what other do you get? Because I got people call me for work and they say, Mr. Kaya, we want to hire you, but uh, we got to get the auditorium first and we're going to call you back. So I know there's a certain way you have to do it to layer it. I want to know that way when we get back. 
At Michael talks to everybody. I'm here with Step Stewart, uh, a theatrical phenomenon. We'll be right back. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. And we're back. Hey, y'all. Um, I hope y'all also follow my morning show, uh, the Mark Kai Morning Show on YouTube five days a week. It's off the chain. And if you have not subscribed to this yet, please tell your friends and you to, you know, get out the mustard and catch up. This the new hot one, okay? You want to go to iHeart or wherever it is that you get your podcast and say, oh, mama, I got to have Michael talk to everybody. Then you rolling, baby, like I'm rolling right now with Step Stewart. Actor, com uh, not comedian, but funny. Actor, a choreographer, director, producer, and a man who know how to take the entire show and put it together from scratch. We started with the casting. How do you cast a good show? How do you know you got the right people? When it'll come to you, um, and I truly believe it's divine order when people are sent to me. I have cast people at the baggage claim. I had a flight attendant sing to me, a, a gate agent sing to me a baggage claim. She ended up starring in one of my shows, I swear to God. And then oh. I had uh, a waiter at a restaurant bend down and sing to me because, you know, they hear you talk, you know, when you're out talking and they say, right, well, right. I sing. Da, da, da. I'm like, and I'm, I'm a hit it person. I'm like, I will turn to you and I'll go, hit it. If you can't oh, hit you it right then go ahead there, and do I, it. That's right. Yeah, hit you forget it. it. Otherwise, yeah, I'm from the theater. That's what we do. Uh, we, we're ready all the time. And I do the same thing because people are always coming up to me saying, oh, Miss Kai, I'm funny. You know, I want to get on your show. And I say, all right, go. On. Tell me a joke. Well, you, you, mean, you mean right now? Yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> came up here and said you're a comedian. Oh, just, say, just go ahead and just say anything funny right now. You know, it's hard when you just tell somebody at the last minute, tell a joke, and it's all that old mess. If you ain't got right. it, you ain't got it. If you got it, right. you can present it right now when we say what? Hit it. Hit it. All right, go yeah, ahead. a lot of people, yeah, and that, therefore that just gives you to the next. That's kind of what you, you want to say. Um, so as far as casting, uh, you hope that great people show up when you put place the casting notice out there, whether you right. put it in what's called the backstage, um, which now used to be a magazine, but now it's actually just an online mm -hmm. uh, thing. And or you you now social media for auditions and people should follow you on your Facebook or on your website. That way it's always posted auditions. My auditions are always posted, but you want to be like the great Anne ranking would say to, to me in rehearsal and to all of us in her shows. You want to be able to be called and not have to audition. Did someone just pick up the phone and say, hey, I want you for this show. And they'll say, I'm in. Yes. I called a girl yesterday. She said, step, you don't even have to ask me. Just tell me where to be. Now that. Was That's great. That let's me know that I'm doing the right thing. You mentioned Anne like Reinke. The, the, that was Bob Fosse's woman, wasn't it? Oh, my God. The fact no. someone knows Anne. It, no, yeah. it, you're absolutely right. And, and, and she I'm, was his I'm, muse I'm little, and everything. Oh, my God. I'm getting a little flustered. I don't know, the, the audience can't see me, but my eyes are tearing <laughs> up because I just, I just came back Monday from New York from her memorial service. Oh, my goodness. It was a month. It was on Monday, and she was my teacher. She was my wow um, mentor of what this business is all about and how to perform your ass off. And um, so Ben sang, Ben Vereen sang, and Cheetah Rivera yes. spoke. And it was just seeing all my Broadway friends. We were all together. It was, it was at the Ambassador Theater um, on Broadway where Chicago is. Because, you know, she choreographed Chicago. And wow. I was in the original workshop of Chicago. Before now, she choreographed the original version of the play. She, she choreographed the revival. 
the revival. Bob okay. choreographed the original in 75, and then which she was also in, she replaced Gwen Verdon. And then she then she came back to Broadway, brought it back to Broadway in 96. And it's wow. been there ever since. And she since passed on during COVID, December 12th, 2020. Mm. So they just, her husband uh, just had the service um, this past Monday. So I flew up and flew back the same day, but it was really a magnificent day, really fantastic. But, but the great Anne Reinking said that to me about, you know, you want to be called, you want to be, you know, you want to be that good and, and that reliable. And now that's the other thing. If you're casting, cast somebody with a car who can drive <laughs> to rehearsal for God's <laughs> sakes. Very basic, that, yes. That we're, Yes. Now it depends on where you live. Like if you live in New York City, you can get there because you can get the train or the bus. Mm -hmm. Down here, there is none. Not really. Down in, in Atlanta. Correct. Mm -hmm. So therefore, people really have to have a vehicle. Or if you're a child, of course, you're going to have reliable transportation because your parents are going to get you there. And usually the kids who are in, the, in my shows are there early because their parents are grown enough to know better. Now, once you're late, you're going to get on my nerves. I'm mm. going to try to find a, a way to replace you. Okay. I really want to find a way to replace you. Now, sometimes wherever you are, it's relatively, and people say, well, how am I going to do that? Because I don't have, it's slim pickings where I live. And that's, that's true. You may have to bite the bullet and deal with them, but get your show out of them. Get your show out of them. Find a way to rehearse them. Work with their schedule if you can, because everyone has to have a regular job down here. It's not like New York City. They have to have a regular job, and then they do theater on the side. However, wow. I try to teach them to, to pimp your regular job and let mm -hmm. theater be your life. So go to that job and get their money, but, but don't think of it that way as that's your main source. Your main source is your art. Okay, so so we got we got casting. You gotta bring together a good cast. You know what you want, you know what you're looking for in a cast member. And you can just like you said, hope for the best that really great people show up and that they don't just show up, they show up and show out. Okay, if you got that, so you got okay, so what about the auditorium? How do you go about the auditorium? Do you you get that after casting for you or before anything else happens, you know the venue? You have to have your venue first because what okay. do you you don't want to waste people you can't waste people's time. Mm -hmm. People's time is valuable. Like if someone to call you, Michael, and say, hey, um, you want to do, I got a show for you. We're going to start rehearsal, blah, blah, blah. We don't know where we're doing it yet. You would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you don't know where we're doing it yet? I yeah. need my money guaranteed, I need, you know, because mm -hmm. you can stop and say, hey, well, it just didn't happen. And then you're out, you know, and yeah. you're out of time. And But so therefore, I like to know that way I can promote. And once you start promoting, you can start what? Selling tickets. Right, and you get right. That, that's going to help. That's going to help fund your project. Now, okay, so people. Are, we got the building. Yep. We got the cast. Now, what else? How do you put that show together? Okay. What's your show going to look like? Lights, sound, costumes, wigs, shoes. Those are real things that people tend to think that people brought their own stuff. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, no, no one's walking in with the. When you see a chorus line of people in the same costume, somebody had to buy that. Someone had to make that. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have to, that means I have to hire a costumer, a, a seamstress, a wardrobe mistress. You have to hire these people. Um, then the wigs. You don't ask people to. Now, there are some companies of people down here who ask people to bring their own wigs and wear their own clothes. That's not me. 
that's not mm-hmm. where I come from. So mm-hmm. I have a wig, I have a wig master who comes in and he styles all of the wigs. In okay, the, hold in up. The, hold up, hold up. Now that's you. You gotta understand, you're a Broadway dude. You've done everything. You got the, but there's a whole lot of starter uppers out here. Yes. A lot of people who scratching, they still trying to pull it together. So they ain't got no damn money for no wardrobe or costume. They ain't got no shit like that. They gonna have to, some people okay. want to sew, they got to sew their own shit, some people. So go ahead, go so ahead. This, I'm saying okay, if you're doing so it on a budget. Okay, and everything I've done has been on the budget. That okay. I promise you. All right. So, okay. so then, like you said, sew your own shit. Now, if you can, great. Get your mom and them who know how to sew a little bit. Show them the picture of what it should look like and go authentically what that is. Don't say, well, you know, put her address, uh, put her address. Know your eras. Like I, when I say that, I do a lot of things that are period pieces and it's part of the time period the 60s the 40s the 30s there's right. the hair of a woman's hair did a certain flip in the 60s that it did not do in the 70s so you cannot mix those up mm-hmm. the shoes buckle a different way the the heel was either there or there so it's so there is fashion was huge and that's what basically costuming is it's the fashion of the time of the era and you can look in every book youtube it's all there follow it mimic it find out what your character would be like would their hair be a mess would their hair be slick would they have money to have the hairstyle that that a jaja kabor would have but would or do they have to have a watered down version? That's why I love Dream Girls and that opening scene when they're doing move and she's they're wearing dresses that are made out of a curtain that um Dina's mom made. I saw this big woman the other day on what a dress looked like curtains. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. She, she may have, may have <laughs> Was the name Dina Jones? Stop but, it. And that's okay. the, but it's the it's the beauty of it. And that's what I that's, I have to tell you, Michael, that's one of my favorite parts. Of building a show is, is what? costuming in the show, uh, and I yes. costume it. Whether whether I'm I'm not the one building it, but I'm sure right. the one paying for it, and I'm sure the one choosing what it's going to look like. And now, and you have to be honest with people, and and know how to, especially when you're talking about women with their different sizes, and and also like That's I just tricky. used the Motown. It's tricky. I and and you know what? You have to. You, you can't give a shit anymore because I I produced. Um, a successful Motown review. If I'm going to be authentic with it, there are no heavy women in Mo- in Motown, and so therefore I didn't cast any. Really? Name one. Name one. I I can't name anybody like that. All the Motown women were snatched. They were a look. They were, and all right. the guys You're right. were You're thin. Right. And sleek and slick and savoir faire. So that's what that show looked like. So that was different. I didn't want to just do a Motown show. I wanted to give them Motown. So people walked out of there with their hands on their hearts and clutched. And it was really exciting um, because I knew what I was up against. There were going to be people coming to see the show who were from Detroit and knew better. And that's that's where I got the most um, joy out of my accolades was from the people from Detroit. So that was really, really great. So I, I take pride in uh, um, being authentic and I tell everyone that's what you need to do. Please be authentic in whatever you're doing. Do your research. Do your research on whatever character you are building. 
So I'm, I'm trying to get this together, building a story from, building a show from scratch. So I'd start with, I got to have a story first. I got to tell us, I can tell a story if I don't have a story. So I got to start with the story. Okay, now I got the story. I know I want to do this. So first I need to figure out a, uh, the place I want to do it at. So I got to make sure I get the building. I know where we're doing, what, what if we, are we doing it at the theater? Are we doing it at church? Are we doing it in my mama's garage in the back? We got to figure that out. That right. will determine All how those- big. Go ahead. That is correct. All those venues are possible. All those venues are legitimate venues to start a show. Many a show has started, just like we all love um, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland for dancing in the barn, you know, creating Wait a minute, show do in you barn know all the time. How often I refer to that? What you just said? Do you really? I didn't know the really? people knew about that. Cause they, I used to do that as a kid too. So it was five or six movies that they did like that, where all the little the teenagers would get together and they go around the back and they put up a little a curtain for uh, a little sheet or something for the curtain. They put a box up for the stage and they have theater, right? And so that's what I like to see it as too. It's original from the ground, making it happen. Go, go. Yes, I am a little rascal. Trust me, I am the, with the curtains <laughs> back. Uh, I my my downstairs in my house. Um, my mom had a clothesline. Remember clotheslines? Yes, so, I do. Uh, so she would hang the sheets down there. So therefore, automatic curtains, right? So I could right. spread them open and come through. Voila! And then we had old mattresses, and that would, we would jump up and down on those, and that would, we thought we were doing gymnastics as we did a full. Wow! Yes. But, so that's where we learned to perform, and every hairbrush was a microphone. So that's how it all starts. People, when you are, when your kids are those kids who are in the living room, in their room, singing at the top of their lungs, please don't tell them to be quiet. Mm-mm. Please let them be them. Let them be great. They're going to buy you a house. They're going to buy you a house one day. Leave them alone. Amen. Amen. And I, I, you know, I like to, I'm sorry, I like to joke step that black people, I like to see, see them do that more. White folks encourage their children more. You know what I'm saying? Like you see a little white girl uh, jump around dancing, see a black kid, kid jump around dancing. Billy? So the black kid, you better sit yourself down. You see a little white girl, her mother, Shirley. Look at Shirley. She's going to be a ballerina. You know, you, you see a yes. black kid beating on the table, got beats and stuff. You beat on that table again, I'm going to beat your ass. You see a white kid, right. even off rhythm beating. Look at Billy. He's going to be a drummer. And then they go buy him a drum set. But they put the shit Absolutely. out of the garage, but they give him a drum. And he's beating that drum as loud as hell. But by the next year, he knows how to play that drum. Three years later, he got that gig. Uh, the year after that, he done bought you a house because we start encouraging them early. We have to do more of that with our folk, black folk. We have to do more of that, more of that, more of that. Okay, okay, look, we really, really out of time. So I'm going to let you finish. No, I'm, I got to no. catch you up to where we was going to go. So it's how to build a show from, from, the, from scratch. So first of all, you got to start out with the story. Once you do the story, you get together your team who's going to help you make it happen, your production team. And you you give them your story so they know what the mission is. They got their marching orders. They know what everybody got to do. Right? The best team. You've got to find the best team. you got to have the best a great team. team. Find, someone, find someone who doesn't want to be you. Oh, what my bill? All right. You said something right there. That's right. Find someone who doesn't want to be you. And who came for the role or the part that they came and said they're going to do. I was having a conversation with a person today about um, All About Eve. You know about All About Eve? Oh, come on, Betty Davis. What do you Davis? say, Margot Channing? Margot Channing, Margo Betty Ch- Davis, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe's what role was this for Marilyn Monroe? movie. Her first movie. First movie. And almost yeah. stole the movie. But Betty Davis was it. But it was all about Eve no, Harrington. Hold on to your seatbelts. 
It's gonna be a bumpy ride. I mean, fasten your seatbelts. Now, see, the show that I did for Ann Ranking was Applause, which is the musical version of All About That's Me. That's the musical version. You know who I saw do that? And it blew my mind. I didn't know it. The girl who just won for the uh, elementary, for Abbott Elementary. Shirley Ralph. Shirley Ralph. Shirley I saw Ralph. her do that in a theater in Hollywood. And I didn't know that Applause was all about Eve until I watched the play. I was halfway through it. I was like, That's what I this is all about Eve as a musical. Yes. What? And the same name. Okay, wait. And we I have wish, a time. We have I, time. Wish, I got. I got to go through the whole the whole building part. But you can come back. You can come back again. I can bring you back again. Okay. So. Sure so. Can. Okay. You I got sure the can. story. You get a team. Top class team. That means people who go along with your vision, your ideal. They know what you want to do, and they're there to support you and help you make it happen. Okay. Then, uh, you get the get the building, the structure you're doing it in. Whether you're doing it at the church, whether you're doing it at the auditorium, or if you're doing street theater. Uh, okay. Then you got to get a cast. You got to get people who know. They roll. They know what they're talking about. They know how to bring that character to life. They're going to do their best. Then, of course, you got a costume because you got to look like the right thing, the right era, as you said, ERA, the yeah. right era, the right time form. And any actor can jump on the Internet and look at the era that they're acting in and figure out the clothing and hair is and uh, good makeup and hair. Now you own your way. You get in there. You do rehearsals. Then what's next? We had like two minutes. What, what do you do? How do you make the show go? You actually ask the cast to tell everyone they know to come and check out the show mm -hmm. and let them know, those who ask for free tickets, let them know that you're worth the price of the ticket. Mm -hmm. Let them know that they need to support you, not about the show, support you as an individual. And if they're asking for and a free ticket, one. they are not your friends. All right, I'm sorry, go ahead. Friend, no, but no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking, right. y'all. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and you... You know, and there's, of course, there's some giveaways you, you have to, you know, you, you give away to get people in the building at some times, but hopefully you won't always have to do that. Um, but you want to, you want to run it and run it and rehearse it so that the worst feeling, my biggest nightmare, and I'll, I'll close with this. Okay. My biggest nightmare is going on stage, not knowing what I'm doing. Mm. So I actually had a night, I actually had a nightmare while I was in a show and I didn't know what show it was. I didn't know the lyrics. I didn't know the choreography. I didn't know the story. And I was on stage running around like a wild Apache. I'm like, what is going on? How did I get here? Get me out of here. Would someone please go to intermission? Please go to intermission. And sure, sure enough, in my dream, I went to intermission and came back for act two. Why? But it was, <laughs> but it was, but it was, but so that's my biggest nightmare. So rehearse your ass off. Rehearse, rehearse, rehearse till it hurts. Okay. Now, step. of course, this is not enough. I need more of you. So I want to bring you back. Let's say, can you come back maybe a, a week or so? You bring you back another 30 sure. minutes. I'm, you know what I'm going to call it when I come back? More theater stuff. With Step Stewart, okay, and then you can give me more insights and outside of theater, not just black theater, but all theater, because we ain't just black people just because we black. We black people, but we're international and worldwide. We want to touch the world, we want to heal the world, we want to love the world, we want to lift them up. We got to be who we are first, got to be ourselves, but then we want to share with the world, and that's what we're trying to do around here, player. And we share it through information because around him, I can talk to everybody because I want to talk to everybody for every walk of life and try to give a little bit of knowledge, a little nugget. To the people who listen about something they haven't heard before, tell people about your upcoming show. Okay, but before that, I do that. I'm sure I know how to say that. But Michael, as a as a professional, me, you're very good at this. I'm checking you out. You're very good at what you're doing right now. I'm like, Thank you. all right, Michael. Yeah, very good. Oh, I'm all your questions, all your that. Thank you. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, my next show is called The Cotton Club Review. Uh, we are coming back for East, Easter weekend, which is the 7th through the 16th of April. And that is at Marietta's New Theater in the Square in Marietta, Georgia. It's right outside of Atlanta, but it's Marietta Theater in the Square. So it's theaterinthesquare.net, theaterinthesquare.net for tickets. And if you can't, if you can only remember my name, just stepstuart.com. And that's with two P's, S-T-E-P-P, last name Stuart like Martha, dot com, Step Stewart. Mm. And I'll be at Marietta's New Theater in the Square in the Cotton Club Review. This time I'm in the show. Normally I'm not in the show. Nice. But the Cotton Club needed me. How could you, you not know, I wanted be to in do it. a show for me. I saw a picture of you right? in the it's outfit. Too good. It looked like it was all about you. It's like, how can you not be performing in it? It's crazy. It is, it is. It's all about me. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I love you, brother. Thank you for talk, coming on my show and talking with me. I want you to come back. There's a lot of wonderful theater stuff I want to talk about. And come back on here and let's talk about it. You're a theater guy. Come, come, yeah, come to me for theater stuff. I'll be here for you. Love you. Love you, King. Take care of yourself. God bless you real good. That was Steph Stewart, y'all. This dude is a theatrical giant. He's done so many plays on Broadway and off. He puts them together. He works the shows. He trains people. He's got young folks he bring up in the summer and train them how to do the same thing. He a bad motor scooter. That's Steph Stewart. I'm your boy, Michael Kaya, and I'm here. Three new shows every week. At Michael Talks to Everybody. Get me on your podcast. If you're out public somewhere, make everybody take their phone out and go to IG Michael Talk to Everybody or IG uh, what is this? What's the other one we do? What's the other one? Michael underscore, I don't know. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to talk about it until I figure it out. Hey, y'all have a great day. If y'all don't find me, don't worry. I'll find you. It's a beautiful day. God is great and you are alright too. See you later. a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135 I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or, if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept Green Stamp, Food Stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show, that's 7 a.m. Pacific time. Yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.